Inspired by Mark Twain, let's save some ants. This is David and I'm here with John. And our aim is to discuss some topics and no ants will be injured in the production of these discussions. Today's topic is political correctness and woke and how we can be steered on not a very constructive path by certain interpretations of news events. What we would like to do is steer us all onto a path where we can progress, understand each other's viewpoint and gain something in the process. David and John discuss Femi Alawali's recent criticism of Ricky Gervais, assisted by Jerry, George, Fred, William, Christopher, Ron and Arthur. Welcome to Little Shakers. So the question in this series is who shakes the jar? And we hope to explore not only who shakes the jar, but why, what they hope to gain from it, and why we should be mindful of not falling into the jar and ending up in the big fight with other ants. So is Femi Olawale a little shaker, or has he fallen into the jar? And I would say, with his criticism of Ricky Gervais in a recent video, which we'll include in this presentation, I think he's fallen into the trap of falling into the jar. Yeah, I do as well. His, uh, his little video is more likely to divide rather than unite. unify or unite. unite. Yeah. yeah. So it depends what his purpose is. His purpose might be to stimulate discussion and debate. From the little I have observed, he seems to be a really decent bloke. So naturally, like everybody else, though, he's, he's on YouTube. He wants to get clicks and views. In other words, exposure, attention to what he considers the more worthwhile and serious topics for discussion at a given time. And so that's what he's done. And Ricky Gervais is kind of trending at the moment because there's some talk of... Uh, some people think he should be silenced. I think what they've forgotten is that Ricky Gervais is um, a comedian. Yeah. Ricky Gervais, let's get into it. So a couple of days ago, I tweeted about Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais's comedy shows on Netflix, basically saying how sad it was that they both turned into sad old men who are bitter that the world has changed on them. And as you can tell by the 2000 likes and the 2000 frothing right-wingers, the reaction was split. So let me nail down my point. Now let's get this whole it's just a joke thing out of the way. Ricky Gervais does social commentary in his comedy. He does it with his stuff about God, his stuff about animals. He's trying to get a point across. And sometimes those points are political. So I'm going to show you a minute of footage from his latest special, which tells you which side of politics Ricky Gervais is on. The word fascist has changed. Traditionally, the word fascist meant a member of a far-right authoritarian regime that uses militarism and violence to suppress individual rights. Now, the word fascist can mean like to Joe Rogan tweet. So... <laughs> The basic message of that joke is that the left is overreacting to the politics of the right. He's picked a small example of something that someone on the right might do, and he says the left will call you fascist for it. But that joke only makes sense if fascism isn't a real problem in the UK. Like, it makes sense to make fun of somebody who's wearing a parachute while they're sat in Pizza Hut, but it makes no sense to make fun of them if they're wearing a parachute while stood in a burning plane. And in the UK, we've seen this government put noise limits on protests in ways that the parliament itself says violates our human rights. We've seen them prevent thousands of people from being able to vote and admit that they 
were trying to rig an election. We've seen the United Nations declare that this government is trying to normalize white supremacy. Like the forcible suppression of opposition views by a right-wing government and the disregard of the rule of law, these are all tick boxes for fascism. But carry on. Words change, yeah? And that's part of the reason I'm gonna become woke. Is words change and I don't wanna be left behind. See, the irony is when he's talking about how the definitions of words change, he's talking about fascism, i.e. the left will call anything fascist these days. But then within seconds, he uses the right-wing definition of woke, which basically just means anything the right doesn't like instead of what it actually means, which is to be aware of inequalities in society. It's like if I was on a beach, and a woman came running up and went, help, help, my handicapped toddler's drowning. I go, sorry, you're what, love? What? <laughs> my handicapped toddler's drowning and he can't swim. Whoa, do you mean your disabled toddler is drowning? She goes, yeah, I go, right, well, let's, oh, dead. <laughs> Wasted too much time being woke, didn't I? <laughs> well, I am woke now and I can prove it. Here you go, I love illegal immigrants. Now, obviously, he's exaggerating to make a point, but if you look at the story he just told, it's that the right just wants to like the uh, Joe Rogan tweet and they get called fascist for it. Meanwhile, the woke left will let children die in swimming pools just to be politically correct. So which side do you think he's on? This is Jerry here. Can I make a, a bit of a point about Joe Rogan? So, so let's say Joe Rogan makes a tweet and he's basically joshing. So it's a Joe Rogan josh, right? And I like that tweet. And some of my friends are left-wing, right? And they say, because I liked his bit of whimsy uh, and I might want to curry favour with him, right? My left-wing friends might suggest that I'm a fascist. But really, I might just have thought it was funny. <laughs> so further to that, right, if he puts a picture up of three kittens and a puppy without a single kangaroo in the picture, because I'm not really a big fan of kangaroos, right? They make me jumpy. I, I would say, right, I might like that, but if he puts something in egregiously political, right, I'm never going to like that, because I'm probably never going to see it in the first place. Good point. Thanks, Jerry. that were informative and amusing. <laughs> Neither of us have seen, or none of us have seen, the uh, Netflix special. When you say not, none of us, are you meaning everybody that's in this room? Yeah. Well, well I, 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 I didn't realise he was... A, thank you, George, for your contribution. I didn't realise uh, he was a comedian. and That's me out of the debate already. I, I don't really get comedy. <laughs> okay, thanks, Thank you, George. George. That's uh, good of you. Now, in, in the comment section of Femi's video, someone uh, stated that Ricky Gervais was without empathy. Sorry, Fred, you, you wanted to say something? Oh, well, yes, I, I saw uh, his, his show Afterlife and it's absolutely overflowing with, uh, with empathy. And I also saw his show uh, Derek and there's a sequence. I, I don't know whether you know, but I am a very big uh, dog lover. I have my own dog and I'm, I'm a very big fan of, of dogs and the loyalty and the friendship that you get from a, from a dog. And there was a sequence in that that he wrote or I believe he wrote it, because I believe he wrote the whole series, Ricky Gervais, where um, his character has to go and have a dog put to sleep. And the, the discussion topics that he put forward during that, what we all think, you know, does the, does the dog know it's going to be, you know, the end of its life? And his character was very, very upset. And uh, he, he did a very 
uh, very moving uh, acting performance uh, through that uh, sequence. And so therefore I thought, well, you can't write that kind of thing without, without empathy, you know? Thanks, Fred. Yeah, I think he's right. So certainly the person who, who made the comment appears at surface value to be wrong about Ricky Gervais not having empathy. And throughout the comment section, more or less, according to Hemi's, Femi's, excuse me, Femi's lead, the suggestion was that Ricky Gervais uh, has become right wing due to perhaps having a load of money and uh, what have you. But I watched the clips that were in there and as far as I could see, he was taking the mickey out of both extremes. Um, people were that kind of woke left wing who would rather negotiate and discuss exact and precise terminology rather than, you know, save an imaginary toddler's life. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, Femi does really seem to be trying to polarise it as a left-right disagreement. I mean, on, on his video, for instance, he's, the title of the video is Ricky, Ricky Gervais has gone all GB news, in inverted commas. And the thumbnail says, Gervais is just another Tory. Certainly the evidence that Femi showed in his video, which, which you, you'll have seen now, uh, doesn't really illustrate that at all. I think he's, uh, he's got that wrong. He, uh, Ricky Gervais were equally uh, satirical of uh, both sides of that political argument. <laughs> so when we look at shaking the jar and what's in the jar and all that. That is where I think Femi has fallen into the jar and he's deeply involved in the actual fight when there's another way to sort of look at the jar, which is Ricky is shaking the jar to make the point that perhaps we shouldn't fall into the jar, fall into the trap. That, and, and another thing that we must, I think, acknowledge this is Ricky's act. He's a comedian. His act is to draw attention. In a sense, on stage, he is playing a character. His character is somebody who pokes fun at anything and everything. He's done things on religion. He's an atheist, and he's poked fun at religion to push forward the idea that you can have morals and still be an atheist, for instance. Whereas people in my lifetime have said, one thing you should never discuss is religion and politics. Which I always think, well, you're obviously mathematically challenged because that's two things. Uh, but I think, and this series of films that we are planning is going to address this, I think these are the very things that should be discussed so that we can revisit our ideas and get some factual information possibly agree to change our minds or disagree fervently and think, well, yeah, I was right to be suspicious of this way of thinking in the first place. So he's also mocking the... He said he's woke because he, he loves immigrants, illegal immigrants. And people have taken that like he's mocking the idea of um, anyone who supports illegal immigrants is woke. Well, it's just one aspect. And so, effectively, it's a woke joke. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. 
It's just to get a laugh, which after all, that's his job. He was a national hero in England. And obviously I look from afar, not very far, north of the border. And that hero, just because they have principle and say so, they're accused of virtue signalling. But what's the difference between having virtue and someone knowing and virtue signalling? Well, the difference surely is that if you have virtue and people know, they'll respect you. But if they want to destroy you, they'll call it virtue signalling. And that's what I think Ricky Gervais is on about. Yeah. And the person I'm talking about is Gary Lineker, who actually took a refugee or more than one into his house. He was called, his, the, the people who called his bluff, he actually rose to the challenge. Yeah. Can, I just, can I just interject at this point? All right, the thing about woke, as far as I'm concerned, it's a subject that totally puts most people to sleep. It's ironic that it's called woke, really. And I think what Femi's made a mistake here, because by trying to sort of silence Ricky and pigeonhole him from what he's saying, he's making it so that uh, the subject and the topic can't be discussed. So whereas we've got the right wing are using woke to divide and conquer, the left wing are becoming paralysed by that by trying to not make any mistakes. So basically both sides are becoming paralysed by the woke agenda and therefore real issues of the day can't be moved forward. As I say, Femi, you've dropped the ball here, mate. I think the, clo the, the most conclusive argument that Femi has misjudged the situation, not only does Ricky Gervais actually take the mick out of both sides of the political spectrum, perhaps one more powerfully than the other, but Femi suggests that mocking fascism while fascism is a real threat, is ineffective. But surely the best time to mock it is when it's on the rise to encourage people to move away from it, to laugh at it, to see the fallacies within it, to see that it will not be beneficial to them long-term to take on such a, an ideology. What do you think? I agree, I can't really add any more than that. So yeah. political satire is about debunking the powerful. At one point Femi suggests, or it has been suggested, that Ricky Gervais is punching uh, down with this comedy. I don't think he is. When one of his major targets is language that disempowers the population and the other is an ideology that hugely empowers a small section of the population. I mean, what targets do people want Ricky Gervais to go for? I wonder if he thinks that Ricky Gervais somehow supports uh, Rogan with that comment. Well, the problem with free speech is, in principle, uh, particularly the American model of actually free speech, you more or less have to support everybody in principle, whether you agree with them even to the most fractional degree. Well, support the, the, their right to speak, yeah. Exactly. And, and for their, their right not to be silenced. Yeah. So, you know, even if they do speak, not to be just 
closed down just because they've spoken. Because you, you, you don't have a right to reply if you go down that avenue. So whatever they've said in the first place to get shut down, you have no right of reply to it because you say it's abhorrent to say these things, so therefore it becomes abhorrent to, to uh, contradict these things because you, by doing so, you've got to say, this person said this, so therefore you've said it. And you end up in a situation where nobody can say anything. A bit like the sentence I've just tried to utter. Yeah, I mean, that joke in itself, I don't see how it can possibly indicate that Ricky Gervais is a Tory or, or right-wing, uh, either in the American sense or the British sense. Although he does like to fly exclusively and he makes a joke about his girlfriend, uh, it'd be cheaper to, unless somebody else is paying to get her to fly, is it coach? where people fly all sort of in a cattle uh, truck. Yeah, that's not really a political opinion though, is it? That's that's just flaunting his wealth. And laughing. Yeah. Yeah, the trouble with comedy is it's partly about laughing. Yeah. And, and I think people sometimes forget that. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais has made his money from his own work while it may be what some of us might consider extreme amounts of money, he made it, nobody else, he didn't exploit anybody else, as far as we know, to make it. He's made it from his own comedy, his own writings and his own performance. Yeah, yeah. In, in which case, if he carries on and if he evolves and changes a little bit, and, and you know, because he's got to be creative and innovative to a certain extent, it's not like the old music hall days where you could tour for a whole year with the same act. Uh, they, they always say, don't they, that, that TV eats up your material like nothing else because millions of people have seen it. So he's under pressure to come up with new stuff all the time. And he also is under pressure to be comparatively topical. Yeah. And, and so he's going to push the envelope, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And, and that's his style. It's not like he's a new comedian on the scene, he's been doing comedy this way for... Decades. Let's say decades, yeah. By the way, what, <laughs> what sort of car does he drive? <laughs> I think really, if he drives a BMW, the whole situation's totally reversed. <laughs> you could be right. Unless he's got three Rolls Royces, and then that's class. Well, yeah. And at but least they are British. Here's an interesting thing. Even if he does become sort of a bit or appear to become right-wing, it won't change his class. <laughs> That's true. Or some would say it won't change his lack of class. <laughs> which, yeah. is, which is why we love him. <laughs> yeah. So, fellas, which comedians do you guys like? Are there any that you find controversial or um, that you don't feel comfortable watching their stuff? I like Ricky Gervais. I think this is Chris. I think he was really good in, in Derek, and uh, I, I almost thought it was autobiographical, semi-autobiographical, from when he was a kid, and his character seems like um, a young person, maybe. So he's, he's not like got a learning disability, but he's naive, and I thought it was a lot cleverer than people thought. Well, that's an interesting observation. This is William here. Uh, I like uh, 
I like uh, what I would say Billy Connolly. Not only that, because he can play the banjo and uh, he's sort of uh, he's got that very positive, you know. He he, he doesn't he, he doesn't he dwell on the negatives of life. And he seems to want to experience every positive aspect of life from his travels. And he treats people that he meets very nicely. Whereas Ricky has that hyena laugh. I mean, he could burst somebody's eardrum. There might be a lawsuit in that. Might make a few quid on that. I wonder if I could go to one of his live shows and meet him after the, after the show, burst an eardrum and uh, get myself a holiday myself. Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, I'll tell you who I like. Jasper Carrot. I think he's brilliant. So much so that him and his mate, you know, that, uh, what's he called, Chris Tarrant, he, they formed Celador with another fella, right, made a millions out of who wants to be a millionaire. So clearly they wanted to be a millionaire, each. Yeah, that's an interesting observation. Anybody else? Oh, well, I, I'm not, you know, I, it's not so much uh, comedians, I, 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 although I do quite like Peter Kay, um, you know, garlic bread and all that, you know. It's uh, that's that's a piece of uh, of timeless comedy, and uh, uh, on about going on holiday to Spain and places exotic places like that. Are we allowed to use the word exotic? Well, I don't see why not. Although perhaps Spain's not as exotic as certain places. No, but I uh, the only problem is I I wouldn't go to such places like that because I couldn't take my little dog. I I'd like to sort of weigh in at this point, like. Now, I've got a bit of a problem with comedians, right? Because I've got a scale for measuring, uh, you know, performers on the stage and the screen. But uh, it sort of falls down a bit with regards to comedians. Why is that, Ron? Well, Greg Davis, right? He's the tallest sort of working British comedian at the moment. But I can't stand... I cannot stand the bloke. But I do like Stephen Merchant. Now, he's only an inch shorter than Greg Davis. But I think he's a lot better. And Stephen Fry, right... I was a bit of a sort of a comedy genius, what with all his performances, you know, Lord Melchett and all that, and, and the Blackadder. He's, uh, he's six foot five, but his head and shoulders have used that line before. He, he's a lot better than Greg Davis, right? Again, you're entitled to your opinion. So thanks for that, Ron. So look out for our forthcoming Who Shakes the Jar series of videos. We're going to put quite a lot of work into them. Sometimes we'll do occasional series videos like this when something topical that piques our interest. And we hope you enjoy them. And by all means, discuss them in the comments section. Try not to get abusive, because that's another thing that seems to happen a lot in um, comments sections. And people say, well, it's the internet. Well, people are still people. And if we're going to change culture... To be more positive we may have to think about is our point valid if it's valid we don't need to resort to insults and if you do you're all stupid <laughs> yeah yeah if there's <laughs> one thing we definitely want to do and that's encourage discussion including stupid people yeah and by the way that's a joke yeah and it probably includes us <laughs> it probably does include us and we've got the credential, or we haven't got the credentials to not disprove it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I've listened to this, I've not understood a word of it. For all I know, you two could be stupid, but I'm not clever enough to know. 
So thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what you think. Like and subscribe. Uh, unless you can't be bothered. <laughs> I don't know what I'm just taking part in. I, I might be too stupid to realise. But maybe the wisest thing I can do is keep coming to these lectures and these get-togethers, take part, and maybe view it with a hint of scepticism and not a small dose of bewilderment. Just one last thing. Keep smiling. Keep smiling.